0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Greetings once again from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, March the 27th, 2020, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us from an undisclosed location is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, Craig. Uh, Great to be here amidst all the chaos and uncertainty. Let's see if we can sort it out.
1: Let's see if we can sort it out. There's a lot to sort out these days. And uh, just a a little heads up, I'm sure if you're listening to us, you probably are familiar that uh, a lot of retail stock at your favorite online bullion dealer has been depleted and that a lot of the mints have closed up due to COVID. And that's certainly the case at Sprott Money as well. If you're looking to buy precious metals or you recently purchased them in the rush of sales, please be patient with us at Sprott Money. Ments around the world are shut down indefinitely. And of course, COVID-19 has limited non-essential businesses just about everywhere, including Ontario. This means that not only are our staff having to work from home, it's also inhibiting our trusted carriers from shipping goods safely. So it may take up to 30 days to get your order uh, fulfilled. but We are working tirelessly to restock and ship your metals as soon as possible. And uh, hopefully, some uh, normal business will resume sometime soon, not only in precious metals but around the world. Eric, it has been another crazy week. Uh, the metals have responded uh, well to uh, what has been uh, taking place, but nonetheless, I'm, I know you got some thoughts about what you've seen this week. So, have at it.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's chaotic for sure, and and I might even add, in terms of uh, the customers of brought money, I know I'm speaking with my daughter Larissa, who runs it. But well, how many? Coin might you have a little bit of a shortage, and she 's well fifteen thousand silver coin, maybe I said you know what you don 't need to worry. I will get you the fifteen thousand coin. that is not a problem, okay, so uh, I, the customers can be reassured they will get a coin. We will not uh, fail them on that. They may not get it exactly when they want to get it because even the delivery services are getting hung up here, so as uh, Craig said, try to be patient. so what is going on here? Oh my God um, I'm going to try to put it as bluntly as I can. New York is the new Wuhan. Just let that sink in. Yeah. That is a devastating comment. Uh, And they had to shut down for three months and they're not out yet. They're not out yet. And I think a lot of what we're being fed uh, by the politicians, the supposed health experts, uh, that we can get this under control, it'll you know, last for two weeks and all that stuff, or we'll all be okay by Easter. I mean, it seems to me just totally preposterous based on the already analogy of Wuhan, uh, where everybody was locked down and a police force to make sure you didn't break the quarantine. Just try thinking about that. And of course, it's not just going to be New York because we have other centers in the United States uh, like um, in Louisiana and in Atlanta and and LA where things are exploding. And the virulence of this uh, virus and I believe it to be a man-made virus. I've said that before. This is never discussed in the public media that it's man-made, even though it seems from all the analysis I've read that it is. It's This is going to be a tough nut to crack here. And unfortunately for all of us, uh, we have to change the way we live very, very dramatically. And, you know, it, it might wear on us after a while. We've only been in this for... A couple of weeks, you know, imagine another four weeks from now, we're doing the same thing. We're all locked up and can't do and The only thing we can do is go and buy food. I mean, we might get uh, somewhat frustrated. Uh, There's a whole uh, raft of other uncertain things. We have no idea. Uh, Well, we do have an idea that we could get it again. People do get this again. So let's imagine we do get it stopped in two months. Does it come back again? And already the hospitals are overwhelmed. We have, unfortunately, I'm going to use the U.S. situation. I going mean, to hear so many stories about they don't have the equipment already. Already. Well, how can you not have the equipment already when it's just started? Like we're in inning one or two here and we don't have equipment. What's going to happen when we get into the fifth inning? So this is a very, very uncertain time people who suggest that you know we're going to have some kind of recovery in the economy or some kind of recovery from a health care situation i don't think they're basing it on anything but hope um because to solve the problem and i don't believe china solved the problem i just don't believe the data out of china i can't believe that those 30 other provinces didn't have a spread like all the 180 countries who were having a spread how could china stop it everywhere i mean i just find it very very hard to believe and of course the most shocking thing would be if they somehow it finally got out that uh it was way worse than we all thought and was continuing then that would just be devastating so uh i'm not very keen on on stocks these days with all that uncertainty you think of all the industries that are going through very very difficult times And, and not just industries Small businesses. I mean, there's so many. I mean, whether you're, you know, a florist or a hairdresser or whatever. I mean, at social distancing, it's hard to do the the hairdressing with six feet away. So there are nothing but problems. I think the extent of the damage is highly misunderstood. When uh, when the U.S. person, well, we're going to have a program to solve this, and the, the program is going to be $50 billion. Two weeks ago, that was the number: fifty billion. Fifty. Yeah. Those are people who didn't have the slightest idea what they were talking about. Yeah. And now we're at $2 trillion with the promise that if that's not enough, we'll do more. And I suspect we'll have to do more. And, of course, then the Fed comes in and buys every security that ever showed a, a rise in rates or some liquidity problem. And they're talking about what – I don't even know what the number is. They're so big, I you can't – like maybe their balance sheet blows out by $10 trillion. take $10 trillion to solve the problem. Right, uh, And, yeah, I guess, uh, theoretically, it's, it helps support the system. But what's the fallout from having these huge deficits and these huge l- loans that if you don't solve the health problem, you're going to have, have a cat- cataclysmic problem with defaults? And who's going to own all this stuff? Well, the Fed's going to own it and the Treasury's going to own it. Well, who who pays for them if there's a problem? We do. We pay for it. And I can't even imagine people getting a check for $1,500 is going to make much difference, to be honest with you. I mean, I just – you're out of a job, you got a check for $1,500? That's ridiculous. So um, there's all kinds of reasons to be fearful in the economy on many, many, many fronts.
1: And to that end, Eric, there's been this rush into precious metal – uh, we mentioned Sprott Money, but it, basically every single online dealer and local coin shop is out is completely out of inventory. The mines, many mines around the world are shutting down. Mints, yeah. the Royal Canadian Mint, the U.S. Mint is no, not making any production because they're on quarantine. Uh, even in Switzerland, the refineries are running. Um, this is creating quite a problem, obviously, for the banks, their pricing system. Uh, that kind of relies on just-in-time delivery. And I, it's hard to see where it's going to get any better. You mentioned the, um, the, the financial aftermath of this. We're now living in a world where the Fed openly admitted it's QE to infinity. I, hard to see where demand for precious metal is going to ease anytime soon.
0: No, on that front, uh, everything is, uh, is sort of coming together. I mean, the fact that the Fed would go that deep that quickly and by the way, the problem in the money market started in September, I think it was the 16th, okay, yep. when the repo market blew out. And there were many, many things happening before coronavirus came along, by the way, where the Fed was playing whack-a-mole with the uh, the problems arising in the interest rate markets. And uh, so I think we already had a serious problem financially. And then, of course, this coronavirus has just crushed any expectation of anything good happening and of course the one thing that i ask people to think of think about the bad that could happen and and guide yourself accordingly yeah and i I say that for the stock market the bond market mutual funds and etfs and all that stuff i'm not saying that for uh, the precious metals uh i think that you know what we've seen this week with these terrible divergences between the cash markets the futures market the futures market in backwardation, the futures market in contango, like it just, it's been chaos in trying to determine exactly uh, what's going on in the gold market specifically. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not a guy who trades gold with all the dealers out there, so I don't know who's in trouble, and who's not in trouble. I'm sure you would know that better than I would. Uh, but it's uh, your needs a lot of explaining. I don't know if you can explain it better than I can, exactly what you think happened this week in those physical markets.
1: Well, you know, Eric, I, I, I saw a tweet this week from a New York stock trader that's on CNBC often by the name of Guy Adame, and he referred to it as, and this, I thought this put it in rather simple terms. If, if I sell you a car, Eric, and, uh, and, I, and you say, I don't want the car, you just keep it in your garage. I just want to know I have the car, should I need it? And I'm like, hey, that's a pretty good deal. So I turn around and sell your car to somebody else, too, under the same circumstances. And I do that maybe 50 times. All of a sudden, there's 50 people that think they own a car should they need it. Well, what happens if they all show up at the same time wanting to go for a drive? Who actually owns it? And that, I yeah. thought, was a pretty good analogy for how the banks yeah. operate the global gold market.
0: Yeah. And, of course, the best part is that, and what if they all show up at one time? And that's what's happening. Right. They are showing up at one time. Everybody wants their gold now.
1: Everybody wants
0: their gold because it's a better money than the fiat trash that every central bank and every government is trashing. It's it's mind boggling in a way. Oh, by the way, it was just announced that the United Kingdom, uh, uh, not President, uh, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson. has has tested positive, right? Mm -hmm. And I just find these things when there's so many, uh, the percent of people in high places that are are getting it, it's suggested that, well, maybe there's a lot more of this out there than than meets the eye. And of course, probably a lot of people are getting tested. In fact, I saw a very funny description of what happened in New York City. They said the hospitalizations went up 40% yesterday. Well, not everyone who has has a sign of it is going to the hospital. right? How much would it have gone up if you kept count of the people who were at home yeah, who had started having symptoms? right? Just, anyway, uh, sorry, we're talking about the physicalness of, of the market and the fact that there's these claims on people think they own gold, but they don't have the physical gold. And they don't even have it, you know, when you own the GLD or the uh, SLV. Uh, we can't get that gold as as individuals or corporations. Yes, the dealers can. They can get it. But the, the average individual can't. And, of course, having that ownership is important for two things. One, you prefer gold to cash. Two, you, if you have it in your possession, there's no counterparty risk. And think of the counterparty risks these days of these financial institutions, all of whom's customers are hurting. All of whom's customers are probably asking for another loan. All of whom's customers are actually depleting the cash in the bank because how are you paying for the losses that you're sustaining? You've got to write checks for things like that. So, you know, there's, uh, I don't, I've, I don't, never had much trust for the, the financial counterparties, but to look at where we are today and think of where, where are the banks going to be? in uh, another two months as everybody drains their cash account right, to provide for themselves. And yet the banks lent the money out to somebody who can't pay it back. right. So we could have you know, a horrible problem in the banking system here. And, of course, the banking system makes no spread anyway right. because of negative interest rates. So it's, it's, it's not good at all.
1: Well, and those are two points we should be sure to touch upon. Um, it, one, we now definitely have QE to infinity. You know the U.S. was projected to run a 1.2 trillion dollar deficit this year anyway, and now you're going to okay. cut tax revenue in half, so that makes it two trillion. And you're going to add on another two trillion from this new stimulus. Now you're at four trillion, maybe five trillion at a minimum deficit this year. Yeah. And now we've got negative got- interest rates being institutionalized too. The three month T bill down here, Eric, now has a negative yield, negative five basis points. All of this augurs for. More and more demand for precious metals. I just wonder if the troubles we've seen this week aren't just going to get magnified in the weeks ahead.
0: I suspect they are. And I should, uh, I'm going to uh, take up on a point that a gentleman named James McShirley talks about. He uh, contributes some to uh, Le Metropole Cafe. And he said, I can't believe how orderly the gold market is. We have the stock market go down 10%. The stock market go up 10%. And gold changes by $3. And, you know, gold should be more volatile on the stock market, but it's it hasn't been. And, of course, I think because the the guys who are short don't want it to go here. And I noted overnight that both in gold options and silver options, the outstanding options fell by 20 and 25%. These guys are getting out of dodge here. The yeah. open interest is going down. The yeah. short sellers are, are working their way out of dodge yeah. because they know where yeah. this is ultimately going to go. Um, I, I should also mention one other thing before I forget that if anyone is, if anyone is in need of funds and has coins and they want to sell them back to Sprott Money, Sprott Money will buy coins here. Okay. Because there's a demand for them on the other side. So if anybody is interested in, uh, sort of liquidating anything, and I'm certainly not, I'm not recommending that I'm recommending the opposite, but if they are in need, uh, a call and, uh, I'm sure you'll get a bid on your gold coins, gold and silver coins.
1: And that leads me to the last question I want to ask you. Okay, we could obviously keep going and going, but uh, I was asked yesterday about the gold silver ratio being 115 and what does that mean? And I asked the uh, interviewer, I said, "Well, hmm, is it? Really? Because that's what the paper price is, you know, if you look at the, you know, the, the trading yeah. price, but if I go on yeah. eBay, I can't buy gold for less than about $1800 and I can't buy silver for less than 25. That makes the gold silver yeah. ratio 72. So which is it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and that's that just shows you the whole distortion of these paper markets, right? And this happened in 08, by the way. Same thing: gold went down in, in the derivatives market, the COMEX, but this, the price to buy um, an ounce of silver went up. And then finally, you know, once the uh, the, the banks covered their shorts, away we go, and we hit record high price of nineteen hundred dollars two years later. Yeah. So, and I think. You know we have kind of a well, I think we have a bit of a microcosm of the Great Depression going on here, okay? And and it's funny the analogies with uh, uh, 1929 to let's say 1935 or 39, however long it lasted. But uh, our market went down way faster than in 1929. Yeah. The the bull market rally <laughs> in the last three days, which was a 20% rally, which is a bull market rally. Was the last time they had a rally like that was in 1931, the middle of the Depression. Right. We've we've had it already. And I suspect it's going to roll over here if anyone is to, you know, put their mind to, well, where's this financial world of ours going here? The stock market should roll over in my mind. So, yeah. but if there's a lot of analogies there that, and, you know, lots of people are using the expression, you know, Great Depression or Greater Depression. And, uh, this is way more shocking in my mind than the Great Depression was from my reading of it. We're, we'll have unemployment of, of 20% or more than, than the, in the uh, Depression probably
1: in about a week. Yeah. Yeah. The next employment report, we can talk about that next Friday. That'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Eric, I've got a couple, just a couple of questions came in this week because uh, people sure. are quite busy. Uh, and, they are uh, busy, <laughs> they not as much it's time to email us. How-
0: It's shocking how busy you can be when you're in quarantine, right? Exactly. (laughs) You've got to do a lot of things, man. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: One of them, uh, now, of course, we all know you're retired uh, and and not involved at Sprott and Sprott Asset Management anymore. But you were around back when the PSLV and the PHYS were set up. And we've had a lot of questions this week about the difference between those funds and the GLD-SLV. Can you just, anything you can add there? Sure.
0: Sure. Well, of course, one of the biggest ones was the taxation that uh, that our trusts were set up that they'd be treated as capital gains, whereas the GLD, I think, it's treated as uh, what's the word they used. It was like a commodity, yeah, commodity, and uh, the tax rate on the on a commodity gain was higher than it would be on a capital gain. But the other important thing is that you could get uh, exchange your shares for physical. You can still exchange your shares for physical. I know the rules have changed. On those um, trusts, since I've left, but I for sure know you can still do it, uh, there's some charge for it, um, and they might have even reduced the amount like I suspect maybe, I suspect maybe it's got to be a minimum of ten thousand dollars something like that. but people can go to the, uh, the the websites of those trusts and find out the details of those. but the fact that you can actually get the metal uh, redeemed is a, a very uh, strong quality those uh, those products and and they trade at spot which is amazing i mean excuse me you want to go buy, go buy a coin you got to pay a premium you can buy these things at spot and and there's a even a bullion uh, mutual fund they can buy right at the spot price uh equivalent so i think they represent pretty good value
1: so it's of size but at least as an individual you can uh, redeem. Unlike GLD or SOB, where only the banks can uh, put money or put take uh, metal out. Yeah. So it and, got, and they got to do it in, in large quantities too. Yeah. Right. So the, all right. Yeah. So anyone that is interested in that, of course, go to the Sprott Money or not Sprott Money, the Sprott Asset Management website. That'd probably be a place to start. Uh, call them. Uh, look it up online, and I'm sure you can find all the details. Eric, another question. uh, We talk about the miners a lot, and obviously industry around the world is shutting down. We've heard about even some Canadian miners that are uh, losing production. Um, What do you think happens uh, if mines are getting taken offline for a couple of months?
0: Yeah, well, then you have a real shortage, (laughs) for sure. Um, And I think that's likely to happen okay here's how i would guess it would happen and i'll just use the case of jerry canyon which is an underground mine that i'm an 80 percent owner of and i have to sort of think about this all the time so what do we watch first of all it's in nevada near Elko. the first thing we look at is well are there any cases in Elko? yes it turned out i think there's two cases in Elko. uh still no sign of it at the mine if there was any sign of it and of course we reduce staff we should try to get send whatever people home we can send home to do work which is tough to do in a mine uh we would but so the head office people can work from home um uh, but i would say the minute that a mine in nevada uh, starts uh, exhibiting uh, the virus i think they'll all shut down which is of course the smart thing to do we got to get through the health issue here we can't worry about the business part we got to because business is going to be ruined absolutely ruined if we don't get rid of this virus so you know you got to do the right thing for people's health and and if it starts to you know manifest itself there i'm sure they'll close it down some of the some of the open pit mines might be able to stay open because there's one guy in a truck one guy in a shovel you know there's not a lot of uh, <clears throat> excuse me aggregation of people uh so you could probably continue to operate although i'm sure never at full capacity But there's more likelihood there than in underground. Underground, you know, you'll go down in a skip with 40 guys in a cheek to jowl. Uh, That does not seem like an appropriate place to be preventing the spreading of the disease. So there's some risk that uh, many of the mining companies will have to stop. But there's an offset to this. If you stop producing gold and silver, I'm going to say this particularly with silver. There are some things still being consumed and and invested in invested being an important word, and if there's no supply, yeah, what's the price going to do? Yeah, the price is going to go up so that the value of the ore in the ground and the value of when you come back on will be a lot higher. And you never know, we might also break the cartel, right? I, I mean, I call it a cartel that have restricted the prices. Just break them, and who knows where the price goes? We could right. be talking many thousands of dollars here. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, if you relate it to the you know the, the the Fed or the the federal deficit or the the money printing, my God, you could pick a price way higher than sixteen hundred dollars yeah. by a long shot. In fact, when they broke the uh, the Bank of England back in '68, the price went from thirty-five to nine hundred shortly after that. Yeah. So that's a that's many multiples. That's you know twenty-five times higher or so. Well, what's Twenty-five times sixteen—you got a big number there. Yep, potentially.
1: And by the time the mines come back online, uh, they'd be making a lot of profits at those yeah. <laughs> numbers like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. maybe kind of like a long-term picture there. Um, just one last question, Eric came in, sure. Some, and uh, I'm sure you can address. Says somebody owns Balmeral shares and yeah. Walbridge shares. Uh, yeah. They're just curious what what happens in the end when that merger goes through. They just can you explain that process?
0: Well, the, yeah, sure. Uh, the, of course they'll keep their uh Walbridge shares and they'll get for for whatever number of Belmore shares. I forget what the ratio is. I think it's 0. 0.41 something like that. So they will get 0. 0.41 of a uh of a Walbridge share. So essentially they'll ju- they'll own shares of one company um and that's, you know, that's the way it is in a uh all share transaction, which this isn't an all share transaction. Um I wanted to mention one other thing uh, that that I've been thinking about lately. Of course, you always worry as a gold owner that uh, somebody decides to um, nationalize all ownership of gold. That's mm-hmm. what happened back in the 30s. And um, as I think about that, the, the only one positive I get out of it, man, I'd like to see what the silver price would do if they did that. Yeah. You know, where your only precious metal was silver and the market's so small, Oh, my God, it would be absolutely astounding what the price of silver might do. So there's uh, there's hope for all us depressed silver owners yet.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's priced the same way, just like gold. All these different people think they own it, and um, we'll yeah. see what happens. Eric, thank you. You spent a lot of your valuable time with us today, but, you know, you're on quarantine too, so what else you got to do, right?
0: Yeah, no, all we got to do is sit here and think, right? That's right. Oh, and buy groceries and take care of grandchildren and children. Oh, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> I got to go.
1: <laughs> well, all right, my friend. Thank you again so much for your time. I hope you have a great weekend.
0: Okay, great. You too.
1: And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Stay safe, keep your hands clean, and come back next Friday for another edition of the Weekly Wrap-Up. Have a great weekend, everyone.